This is Inside with Outsiders. I'm Jeremy Iscari, and today we have Jordan Taylor of 12 Months of Giving with us. What's up? Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. We just spent a lot of time together. Too much time together. Jeremy. Too much. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I was going to delay this interview, but you're never in New York. So. I'll be here all summer. Well, I, now that I know, <laughs> let's reschedule this. <laughs> and goodbye. And goodbye. End scene. Um, all right. I know a lot about you, but I want to know more. I know you're from the West Coast. Yes, born and raised. Where are you from? I'm from Southern California. I grew up in Riverside, California. You shouldn't know it, but if you do, I need to know why. I know that because I dropped you off you did the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful suburb. It was like, for and me. There's really beautiful parts of it. I imagine, like, when I, when, I, when I dropped you off at your place, I imagined being a kid, like, riding my BMX through these hills. It reminded me of, like, E.T. Goonies style. Yeah, it should also remind you of like Breaking Bad because it was based in Riverside. What? Before, yeah, supposedly before they ended up filming in New Mexico, which is also where I'm from, Albuquerque. Right. Well, your mom? My mom. Did you spend time there, like living there or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think from like, I don't know, like three to seven years old. So you were born in L.A.? Born in L.A., moved out there, and then moved back to Southern California when I was in like second grade. Because your mom's from Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Where's your father from? He's from L.A., from Carson, California. How'd they meet? They met... I feel like okay. you told me this is Actually, an interesting story. It is a yeah. good story. Because for years, like, they had this ongoing, like, bit they would do where every single time we'd ask, they'd have a new story. <laughs> they met at church. They met at the library. They yeah. met, like, all these different stories. They met at a nightclub. Like my parents. My parents met in a nightclub. It's a great place to meet someone. In Tehran. Yeah. They met enough. at a nightclub in L.A. And... My dad and his best friend used to have this like game, I guess they would play, where they each would take turns and get the hottest chick in the club. Very confident men. They take turns to like target the hottest chick and yeah, and like oh. so they wouldn't fight over oh, the I hottest got it. chick okay, on that understood, night. Understood. Yeah. So it was my uncle Jeff and his his best friend Uncle Jeff's turn to get the hottest chick. My mom was the hottest chick by far. Mm-hmm. She walks in and my dad was like, shout out to Mama Braff. Nah, buddy. This oh, one's mine. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mama Braff, he's really upset that you haven't added him. I on was just, no, she added it. me. She follows oh, me. She, oh, yeah, that's right. She that's hasn't right. accepted my request. Mm. And she's liking. She's a very private stuff. woman. Hey, I mean, listen, you're following me. I want, I want the, ex- plus accept my follow <laughs> request, please. Mama Braff, please. Um, um, so, yeah. So he was like, nah, back up. This one's mine. Okay. And what did your uncle, how did your uncle respond? He was like, he's never heard that, I'm assuming. So he was like, all right, fine. It's all yours. Let it happen. And I'm so sorry I'm exposing all their stories on this right now. But it was, you know, a a one night wonder. What do you mean? You know, she went home with him. The same night? The same evening. When did they? (laughs) The same evening. When did they uh, tell you the truth about what happened and and tell you that she went home with him the first night? They, They told me pretty early. Like, it was very obvious the whole thing was a joke. Right. The church, the the whatever. So they told me pretty early. They've told me a little too much, that's for sure. They told me that she went home the first night with him, and then he said, I knew she was going to be my wife the next day when, again, this shit's wild, when she made me a tuna melt. Did he, did he actually know she was going to be his wife? Yeah. He knew. They got married like four months later. What? Because of me. Wait, did she get pregnant that first night? I don't think so. But like not four months later, after. I mean, it's quite possible you're the product of 
what might have been a one night stand. The most beautiful night of their life. I know. Yeah. The most. Wait. You're the oldest one out of all your siblings? I'm the ignored middle child. Oh, wait. So there's no way because there's you. What are you talking about? Your story doesn't make any sense. My older brother (laughs) is my half brother, technically. Oh, okay. So So my mom's. Yeah, my mom's son from a previous relationship. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So so it actually could have been because of you. No, it definitely was because of me. I did the math later in life, and I was like, hang on. Yeah. You were pregnant when you guys got married. Huh. Look at that. Well, my parents were too. Yeah. Honestly, good for us. Yeah. Bringing people together. Exactly. That's I was a matchmaker even then. Well, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not down that path. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. Oh, hold on. What's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> See, Chris? Yeah. I introduced him to be- his best new guy friend. Uh, yes. Um, what's his name again? Alex. Alex. From Anybag. From Anybag. Amazing product. Amazing project that he's doing that we're going to collab with. But by the time this airs, we will have already collabed. Uh, actually, it's such a great project. Let's talk about it really quickly. Okay. Yeah. Anybag. Yeah. They do these pretty incredible, sustainable tote bags. Well, they do more than just tote bags. They do, but that's like, those are the winners for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And they use, I think, like 90 plastic bags that would have otherwise been in a landfill to Mm -hmm. create these bags. And they're amazing. And they're lifetime. So you can send them back in when they break or get dirty or whatever it is, and they'll fix it and send it back to you. And a lot of these reusable products tend to not look great. And this is super cool. cool. Like he's actually making it uh, something that people would want to reuse and it's trendy. So, I mean, you were, someone recognized your bag today, right? I get so many compliments on it. Hmm. So many compliments. So, and they have like different sizes and things, but the tote bag is. That's the one. Gorgeous. Well, let's go back to you. Um, So you went back to, you went from LA to Albuquerque, back to LA. Yeah. Um, What was your time like in Albuquerque? And you, is, is that a place you recommend people visiting? Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. Um, like growing up there, I felt like it was a lot more suburby for me in Albuquerque than it was for Cal- in California. Um, I went to, I mean, yeah, that was like I rode the school bus. Like it was mm. beautiful. Our house was beautiful out there. Great schools. We went to the balloon fiesta every year. Have you ever been to the balloon fiesta? No, I've heard of it though. We should do an outsider trip there. I wouldn't mind doing that. I just know it's like an overnight thing, right? It's well, like they do a big no. one in Jersey, too. They it's do not, Chris, and it it's is super not expensive. the same. I'm not saying it's the same. I'm just saying <laughs> they do one in Jersey. Which Does is Jersey have breakfast burritos? Yes. Yeah. Dang it. Does Jersey have... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Does Jersey have crystal meth? Yeah. Uh, now nah, you got us. No, no, that. no, no, no. Go to Long Island. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a, does Jersey have it? Well, I'm sure it gets transported. I'm over. sure it does. Too. I'm gonna need you to pull up some Jersey balloon fiesta. I thought you said Jersey photos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have you get some here quickly. All right, give me a couple more. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's beautiful. Um, great hikes there. Amazing restaurants. Really good people if you know where to find them. You told if you know where to find them. <laughs> you told me something interesting about uh, New Mexico cooking, uh, New Mexico Mexican food, right? It's New Mexican food. New Mexican it's food. Very yeah. different than Me- it's it's Mexican food and Native American food kind of. And put your together. mom is Spanish, Spaniard and Native American. Mm-hmm. Isleta Indian, but we can't really prove it because our church burned down 
apparently. What do you mean you can't prove it? Like we don't have any paperwork. I have it like if I, I did my Ancestry.com yeah. situation. So it shows I'm Native American through New Mexico, but it doesn't show like what tribe. What's the percentage that it shows? Sam, what did it show? My Native American. It was like 12%. 12%? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. My brother did 23 and me, my twin brother, so I basically got mine for free. Oh, that's uh, cheap. Well, does it work like that? Yeah. Are you guys identical? No, but we're, but we're the same genetic line. Oh, I thought you could like get like a little bit more of this, a little bit more I of mean, that. Maybe it could be like uh, a point of a percentage off or oh, whatever. Fine. But yeah. Okay. What were you surprised by? Nothing, honestly. Everything was panned out as the way I thought it would be. be it was mostly Persian, mostly around 50%. Uh-huh. Then it was like 42, 43% European, French. And then it was like 7% uh, Nigerian, Ghanaian, like West African. 7% West African? Yeah. From my That's where your moves are from. My moves? Mm-hmm. Your dance moves. My dance moves. They are nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, New Mexican food. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's everything you would find in Mexican food, but the flavors are so different. So we we use like New Mexico red chili pods for mm. everything. You can get, and I think this is a New Mexican thing. So when you get like a burrito and you get it like smothered in chili, we do ours Christmas style. What's so that mean? You get green chili on one side. And red on the and other. And red on the other. Gotcha. So good. Did you grow up with this food? Yeah. Uh, obviously in New Mexico. And then when you move, that's to your mom. That's your mom's background, right? That's so my mom's background. So she, like, that's her thing. She's, I would say my dad's the cook in the family, but she. So she's Spaniard and Native American from New Mexico. Your father is Filipino from LA. Is that right? Um, yeah. So 100%? No, no. Philip. I mean, there's a lot of different things in there, but mostly Filipino and Austrian. Austrian. Okay. Because people. I mean, people always ask you what your background is because you can't, you're ethnically ambiguous, right? It's the g- greatest gift and the biggest curse as well. Why is that? Why is it a curse at all? I think it's great because it's a conversation starter. Uh, sure. Yeah. The curse of it is that, like, I feel like because I have so many different cultures and none of them were super strong as far as, like, my upbringing, I don't feel tied to any one culture. Well, I feel like that's a lot of people that Sucks. are either immigrants or Americans in general, right? This right. Is, this is, I mean, you're the, like, the extreme case of what I call a third culture kid, right? So, and that's very basic. So if you're a person from, uh, let's say you're French, right? Mm-hmm. But you live in the United States. When you're in the United States, you're French. When you're in France, you're American. Right. So what are you exactly? Right. You're this third culture kid. And mm-hmm. obviously with globalization, there's more and more and more of that For can sure. happen. So yeah. you're just advanced. You're, you've already gotten to that mix, you know? I do, though. I wish that I would have learned any of the languages from my family. Which languages would you choose to, l- to learn if you had a choice? I mean, Spanish, I feel like, gets you so far in life. You can go True, to so many but places. But that's easy to learn. I mean, wh- what's your problem? I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy, and I you don't believe it. in myself. <laughs> I need to just do it. I was okay. just talking about it. Like, I need I mean, to learn. Plus, you're, you're, you're from the West Coast. It was obviously, I mean, there's... Yeah, and Riverside's an hour, two hours from the border. Like, is it? What Tijuana? It's like two and a half hours from Tijuana. I didn't realize that. Um, so, when you moved to LA from Albuquerque, was it kind of like sad for you? Did you like? I was a small child. You were seven, right? Yeah, I didn't care. So, okay, because I, I remember leaving life. a school. I went to school in Manhattan until I was like ten years old. Yeah. I went to United Nations school. And then being pulled out of that school and going to a school in Hoboken, New Jersey, mm-hmm. which isn't that far, but yeah. still like leaving my friends was like 
I was distraught. But yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, I wasn't crying or anything. But I was like, "Fuck!" Like I'm, I'm missing all my friends. Yeah. I mean, here's one thing that you definitely know about me, Jeremy. My memory is shit. So <laughs> honestly, I do not remember the. the emotions I don't remember of that about you. Seven year old me. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I'm also someone that loves meeting new people. So it was probably one of those things where I was like, all right, cool, let's do this, let's do this thing again. So who was the first person you met in L.A.? The, the most relevant person. Is who I'm kind of referring to. Yes. Yes. Carissa Martin, shout out to Address by Red. In my phone, her Red. name is Barack Obama. That's, yeah, because you it, that's hilarious. Because <laughs> you were texting, <laughs> and there's a photo of Barack Obama. There's a, and it says Barack Obama, and you're texting, and I'm like, are you actually texting Barack? She's like, yeah, yeah. You, were, you made me read. And then all of a sudden I'm reading. I'm like, why is Barack texting about something? But would you like, believe that I was texting Barack Obama? I think you would have told me that. Like, you know who I was like, talking to? I was talking to uh, D-Nice. Uh, I ran into D-Nice at a, at a bar. And I uh, love that guy. He's a great guy. And we're talking. And, and he's telling me, like, he's showing me a text. He, he texts Barack Obama. They're friends. So I'm like, it's not that far of a stretch for me to imagine another friend of mine speaks it. But yeah. then when you showed me the text and it was talking about some girl's dating issues, I was like, there's no <laughs> he way. He has daughters. Yeah. He needs and my I, advice. And for a second, you almost got me. I'm like, and then I read it. I'm like, absolutely not. And you're like, it's Carissa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Carissa, my best friend of, I mean, however many years that was now. And pretty much family at this point. She's family, yeah. And yeah. It's, it'll be official probably in the next probably a year yeah. or two. Well, explain why. Um, <laughs> so Carissa, my best friend in second grade, we, I mean, we were matching like Hollister outfits to school every day. Like purposefully? Oh, absolutely. Really? She wore the green, I wore the orange. Like it was done deal. It's been hard to tell you apart. <laughs> <laughs> very much. We look very similar. By the way, uh, she's a very pale ginger. In <laughs> 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 case you'll know. You know how many times, though, in our life, in our friendship, people have been like, you guys look alike. And I think they're referring to, like, our energy and, like, our vibe, maybe. Yeah. But we've had we've heard it a lot. I know. Shut up. <laughs> what are you talking cue about? Cue photo of Chris. <laughs> yeah. Cue, cue photo I of swear. Right, So, you know, send him the photo yes. and I'll drop okay. him the video. I swear. Yeah. Like, people have actually said this many Are they times. blind? She's, like, a different <laughs> race. She's a I different. Know. She's. Uh, yeah. Do, do our energies feel the same to you or no? Sometimes. I mean, you guys are, you guys are like sisters, right? We so, are. We've spent yeah. more time than like, I feel like real sisters have spent together. Yeah. So anyways, we, um, once I moved to New York, so we're fast forwarding now. Well, real quick, let's, let's not fast forward just yet. Well, do you want to know why she's going to be my family or no? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Forgot about that part. So we'll come back. Shout we'll we'll come back for this little fill in, but um, she and I were living together, and my little cousin, who has lived with me Kim, many times before, cousin. he's my little cousin. Like he came when we were living in Riverside to, he went to college in Riverside and lived with us. On your mom's side, right? On my mom's side, yeah. yeah. And yeah, like I don't know, he was just my little cousin. And so I went on a trip, like a month-long trip in Spain to Spain thinking nothing could ever in the world happen. And he, he stayed behind, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was living in New York. Krista was staying at my place. And when I got home, they both had like this little cough. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you guys, you guys making out? Better not be making out. There's no way they're making out. There's no way. In your mind, yeah. And both of them were like, and I was like, are you guys making out? <laughs> really? That's how you found out? That's how I found out. 
That's how I found out. Because they, they got really awkward together. about it? Is that what They happened? got so awkward. It's been like six six or seven years now. Okay, but how long had it been since when you, when you found out that they were hooking up? How long were they hooking up? Just that weekend oh, or a week? I, I think just while I was gone. So like the month I was away. Gotcha. Yeah. That's hilarious. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So she's going to be family. Like they're, they're engaged, right? They're not engaged. No? Okay. No, but... Any day now, get the F on it, Driz. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No pressure, my guy. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, so when you moved to L.A., what was growing up in L.A. like? like where did you, you spend your whole childhood in Riverside? So Riverside's like an hour and a half outside yes, of L.A. So for right. me, it was a blessing because it was like close enough to the crazy that I could get there when I wanted to, but far enough where it was still like not everything was based on the entertainment industry. No yeah. one was competing for jobs. Like... So it was nice. It was what like did your nice parents time. do there? My dad just recently retired uh, from the L.A. City Fire Department. From L.A. proper? L.A. proper. He was like Skid Row, like in it. Really? Oh, yeah. I met your dad uh, when he was dropping you off for the Zion trip, and uh, yeah, he's intimidating. He is. Yeah. Until you get to know him. It sounds like my dad. My dad would like make people feel really uncomfortable and enjoy making them feel uncomfortable. And then he does a cool. little bit. Oh. I think he enjoys it a little bit, yeah. I could tell. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, kind of reminded me of my dad a little bit, okay. the, the way he is. My dad will make you feel real uncomfortable. Sometimes I'm like, "Hey, stop!" Uh, you know, it's he's a nice guy, and then he'll just like have this smirk, and he yeah. knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, my dad is a little like socially awkward, so I think he does it as a defense mechanism for himself. Oh, I didn't realize that. No, my dad's not that way. My dad's oh, yeah. like it's your dad's charming. a jokester. Yeah. Oh no, my dad's like a little bit like, oh, I don't know what to do, and then once he's comfortable, he's like very much a teddy bear. Right. Okay. But he's like probably like he's done some crazy shit in his life. Like he's it, he absolutely should be intimidating. You were this close from dying, Jeremy. I was. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't want to shake his hand. I was peeing on the side of the road and all of a sudden you pop around. and I'm like, what's going on? And he, he went to shake my hand. Like, I can't shake your hand. I didn't curl my hands yet. So I gave him a pound. I was like, oh, but in disrespect him. I'm sorry. No, no he's fine. <laughs> but his like, yeah, everyone knows my my house. And Riverside was always open door policy. So I had many friends live with us if they needed a place to stay that night. Like my parents are very big on we'd rather you party here right. under our roof than us not know where you're at in the world. So mm-hmm. everyone was over. We'd have like 20 people spend the night after our parties. Um, so everyone loved Papa Braff and Mama Braff. Yeah. They're staples. They're, they were many people's parents mm-hmm. who didn't otherwise have like kind of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so how young were you when you first started exploring like LA? Young. How old? So I was probably, I started doing pageants when I was like 14. Photos, please. Oh, I got you. I was, (coughs) I was amazing. Wait, was that something that your mom might've done or your aunt or something like that? Um, no, not like, not like these type of pageants. My aunt did, um, (laughs) I think my aunt did... (laughs) Wait, do you have to wear them <laughs> fake teeth? Don't they make the the, the wear them giant fake teeth like? Well, dentures? mine was not like that crazy like toddlers and tiaras oh, okay. thing. Like that was. I was, was kind of hoping it was. <laughs> it wasn't. You're gonna be really disappointed by how like adorable I okay. look. Um, Should we talk so about I your aunt that. at all? We can. I mean, my auntie Jen. Shout out auntie Jen, the hottest thing in the world. She did her little Playboy run and she Are did like. Budweiser pageants and stuff like that. Like she yeah. was, she was in a bathing suit. Was that her livelihood? Um, modeling, yeah. Well, she came from music at one point, um, like traveling, traveling bands, and then yeah, she was a model. She was on like 
different shows here and there. Was she a singer in the band? She was a singer in the band, yeah. Is that where, I know we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but that's where you get your singing? Everyone in my family kind of has always been like, we were raised around a lot of music. Um, we were raised very like, there's a few family, we're not Hawaiian, but we were raised around a lot of Hawaiians. And I think that naturally a lot of music is just kind of introduced. I mean, you can pass age. for Hawaiian, right? Thank you. That's a compliment, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, but Hawaiians are a mix of everything, just like you are. Yeah. 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 So I think that like music was just always introduced in that way. And then my dad was also in the band with her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who. Oh, was it In Vogue that they would tour with? I really? Think? They were like officially touring with big bands like that? Like across Southern California, I think. Right. Okay. But yeah. So, all right, so you went to high school. How old were you when you started exploring L.A.? I don't think so. Well, so I, I started with pageants, and yeah. then one of the pageants was like, hey, you need a talent to continue. And I was like, shit, well, shit. <laughs> all right. Um, and I was like, well, I can, I'll try to sing something. Was and it so either between singing and juggling or something? <laughs> I wish I could juggle. <laughs> I wish I could juggle. Um, but then I won that shit. Well, you won the singing yeah. component? Really? Mm -hmm. And then I was just really great at the at the pageants, so that mm. continued for a while. And then the music thing kind of took over. Um, this really terrible manager managed me for a bit. Um, he was responsible for like a ton of different uh, lawsuits with like Vanessa Hudgens and oh, for like sexual harassment. No, what? but he's just terrible. Like he just took advantage of people and oh, bad deals. Bad deals. I remember you saying your dad was your manager, and mm -hmm. I know your dad wouldn't let you just walk into that music industry blindly. Uh -uh. Like yeah. I, everyone, very. I, I was never in any weird situations, thank God, because he really was. He set a precedence. Like if I walked in a room. Dad would meet them, and then I could be left alone with you know people in the studio because they didn't want to fuck with that guy. Right. So um, I had it pretty good as far as never like getting myself in any sticky situations. So from these pageants, when did you actually get into music? Um, like 15, 16 years old, and then um, from there I started like releasing on MySpace. Were you releasing on MySpace while while in high school? Um, I graduated early. I graduated in my sophomore year what mm -hmm. how do you graduate two years early in, in high school because i'm a genius jeremy are you did you like get a real degree i got the chess piece so it's not like i can because what is it your if you get like that little baby baby diploma you can't go to the university i forget what it's called but the chess piece allows me to still go to university in california it's like a ged or something yeah it's like the ged but it's like a step above why'd you get that because the music industry has you working. Oh, so you already had like a path doing that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, was it like a homeschool type of diploma, I guess? Um, <laughs> I'm just no, no, asking. Yeah. I did homeschooling for a bit and then I just fully tested out. So after, I think I did homeschooling like the beginning of sophomore year and then I, I graduated. Okay. Yeah. Um, and don't shit on GEDs. I have a GED and I graduated from college. Okay? Yeah, I'm Jeremy. not shitting on him. <laughs> Throw something at him. <laughs> These liquid deaths can really cause a little liquid death, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you had this promising music career, which is why you ended high school early. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what was your life like having ended high school early? Did Carissa continue high school? She did, yeah. So you were the, you left two years before all your friends did. Mm -hmm. and but I always had this weird FOMO 
Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, you're missing out on a lot of these experiences that kids are sharing. Yeah. And I had like a, a long term high school boyfriend. So for me, I was like, you know, in the next studio where like all the hottest of the hottest as far as other artists. And I was like, oh, I got to get home to my boyfriend. Um, so I feel like I in that moment was very much like feeling like I was missing out on whatever was happening in Riverside, California in those moments. Right. And now I'm like. Oh God! Think about everything you missed out on in these experiences. Maybe it saved me because I feel like I I remain like pretty balanced and things. Yeah. Despite the industry I was in, but yeah, I mean, life could have looked very different for me had I not, you know, been in love over here. True, but well, I think it paying out the way it was supposed to. I agree. Everything always does. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I got popular so in MySpace. Let's talk about the yeah, the, uh-huh. the the whole. Because we had a lot of time to talk about your music career and, and all these things I didn't know about you right. and this time in Asia. We should have just hooked up mics and cameras in the van. No, we're doing it right now. <laughs> this is better. Yeah, I got my sidekick bands over here. Chris, who's like you would have been very welcome in the van. The, the guy who makes great commentary. <laughs> I try. But no, I don't like, I don't go on. I literally went on one of these trips and that's it. I'm good. You're done. Yeah, I don't leave the studio. I have studio. No, you're coming studio. on one in October. Right, well, that's because I could go home and I could go. We see were doing Puerto Rico with that <laughs> time. In oh, October. that's fun. We haven't put it on any no no mention of it just yet, but uh, he's mentioned it right now. He, he's Puerto Rican. He, uh, Everyone, head over to Outsiders <laughs> and get your tickets to Outsiders Destination Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. So he's uh, Puerto Rican and Irish, and wow. his father is from Puerto that's Rico. Cue a photo of Chris. <coughs> Thank you. That is, that's literally, that's <laughs> New York. New York, you can hear Puerto, Puerto Rican, Irish, Puerto Rican, Italian, 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 Irish. I love that. All that stuff, yeah. Have you ever been? Yeah. Okay. No. Have you been to Ireland? No, I have not. Outsiders Ireland? I would do that. Head over to Outsiders. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, let's, let's backtrack a little bit to, like, your music career, MySpace, that was the biggest thing. I was actually the official MySpace music concert promoter in New York City. It's badass. It was badass. Actually, I loved it because I was doing all these concerts. They were free for people, and it got my name out there, but it also, like, validated the other things I was doing. Can we just – was MySpace not the best of all the social media outlets? It was the first one I've, I was ever on. And actually, I think this might have been the first community-driven uh, website that I know of, at least, was uh, Black Planet. And you never hear about it. It was a black owned. You never heard of it? Never in my life. So Black Planet was like. Was Beanie space. Man on it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can hear it. You guys no, have phones in. Black Planet was same idea, but for black people to meet. Uh-huh. And Why were you on Black Planet? Because it was the only he platform. He was also on Mijente. I was also on Mijente. Mijente was after Black Planet. So it was the only Is platform. Because you have 7% African in your. Exactly. DNA? No, but. <laughs> It wasn't just black people on there. It was meant for that because it was the first platform for community, in my opinion. I might be wrong, but from what I remember, it was. Everybody was on there. Okay. Uh, then the Mijente came out, and that was for specifically Latinos, but everyone was on there as well. And then came MySpace, from, if I remember chronologically. Okay. Yeah. MySpace was it for me. MySpace was it, yeah. I was coding. I had things falling from my page. Oh, I Everyone's computers must have froze on my page. Yeah. Like <laughs> that shit was wild. HTML code, yeah. Oh yeah, um, but it was amazing. I because I don't know if you remember, like MySpace Music started and they had like the charts. 
for music. So they'd have like the sign charts and who's at the top of the charts and who's listening to what. And then they'd have I, I believe the my unsigned. contact there may have started Rosalind. Uh, I can never say her last Cobarius, something like that. Uh, she started my speak music. Bad memory. Yeah. Well, probably met her. Yeah. She's um, Filipino. I definitely know her. She's my sister, my yeah. cousin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I ended up putting a song on there about like, like this girl anthem about getting past a breakup and ending up, you know, better despite this asshole leaving me. It was called Strong. Okay. Every girl who was on MySpace at the time, for the most part, like knows this song. What was the genre? Pop? It's pop. Okay. Yeah, all super poppy. Um, and, and so it like just kind of snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. So I get a call from MySpace and they're like, hey, we want to bring you in. They were they had this like incubator. Who, who, who put the song together in the first place? Were you signed to a deal first? I wasn't. No, I was working with um, his name was Mark Jackson. And I can't remember the other guy's name, but we called him Crazy Legs. OK. And they they did the song and it was it's such a cute song. Like I who really facilitated this for you? Um, this would have been through that. I don't know, actually. I think this was through MySpace, like my own MySpace, but not officially through the platform. Okay. So it's me, but my dad. But studio time and all that? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And so, um, so yeah, so they called us in and they were like, hey, we have this incubator program for artists, but you kind of already did that. We'd already racked up like, I think like at least a million and a half plays on these Oh, songs. wow. Yeah. And um, I... On the unsigned charts, it was always like me, Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila. <laughs> I didn't realize she was a musician. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I just thought she was known for... Boobs. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. now she's like, according to her, like the second coming of Christ or something. Was she right. born again? Yeah. No, no. She is the second coming of Christ. Like, it is her. You know what? Or like an... She's, she's Enough tequila and anyone becomes the second coming of Christ. True. That's true. Hey, yeah. she utilize that and i mean that became a show that's that became, right she became a brand um but yeah so they brought us in and essentially they were like you know you've already sort of done the work we would do for you so we're just gonna send you in the elevator up to interscope um and we're like okay and i'm so naive to the industry at this point in general yeah um i mean even today and they were like, yeah, we're going to send you to Jimmy Iovine's office. Actually, no, sorry. We're not there yet. But yes, eventually it got there. I had spent the previous summer, and I don't. this again happened through MySpace, living at Ludacris's house in College Park, Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, we with were your dad? With my dad. Yeah. Who had to sleep in the movie theater because he snores so loud. Really? Yeah. But my, real quick, is my mic good? I touched the wire. No, no, you're fine. All right, cool. Just making sure we have to redo this whole episode. Could you imagine? It's happened. Oh, um, those were the first episodes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We learned our lesson. Um, so yeah, so I was living there, recording like a little EP with um, with a producer out there, and like loved the experience and had it in my mind. I will be signing to DTP. I don't want anything else. Like they believe in me. It's ludicrous. So I had like this whole of like celebrity ah coming from him. Um, and so we went into this meeting, like, I don't care who Jimmy Iovine is, whoever this Jimmy Iovine is, mm -hmm, I, I already have my loyalty to Ludacris and Shaka. Like, that's where I want to be. I forgot Stevie Nicks or anyone else, but yeah. 
I didn't care. Yeah. And so we go in and he's having a meeting with another producer. His name's Mad Scientist, who I end up working quite a bit with and like two other people. And me and my dad are just sitting there while he acknowledges and talks to everyone. And I'm texting my dad like, this is a waste of time. Why are we here? I feel disloyal, like whatever it is. And then he looks at me and he's wearing his like little blue glasses, a little hat. And he's like, just so Jimmy Iovine. And he's like, well, what do you have? And I was like, okay. So we play a couple things and he's like, okay, um, what is it going to take for you to sign today? Like, I don't want you to leave without signing. And we were like, no, 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 no. Like that it can't happen that way. Like we already have something set up. And he was like, we'll just have Luda like EP the album, like whatever it takes. Like, let's get it done. And we're like, we have to think about it and get back to you. So we walk, we leave, walk into the hallway and a friend of ours who was with us, who, who had, who started the meeting was like, you are an idiot <laughs> if you don't say yes to this today. Like you are right. an absolute idiot. And so we kind of did our research a little bit. And we're like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he is legendary. So ended up signing with Interscope. And unfortunately this was like during a time when they were going through their switch from like analog to digital. Everyone was illegally downloading everything. We talked about yep. our LimeWire adventures. Yep. Um, and so it became a year, a really cool year. Like I worked with like amazing people who I look up to. Um, but I probably went through like eight or nine different ANRs, so nothing really sounded the same. And it, it was clear they weren't really going to release anything. Mm -hmm. They released like one song that's kind of just like a throwaway song. You could still find it. You know those like little jukeboxes they put yeah, in? Yeah. And at bars, you can still find it on there. I don't think any of that money goes towards me. So, like, whatever if you play it. Wait, did you get but any royalties from any music? <coughs> no. Nothing? Not at this point, no. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, then I ended up doing that for, like, a year and a half. And then it was clear nothing really was going to happen. But we had established such a cool relationship with Jimmy. And I'm still really good friends with his son, Jamie, who became a DJ later. Um... And so we kind of just like asked out of the deal. My dad basically was like, shit or get off the pot. She's not getting any younger. And he let us out of the deal, paid a back end, which is like unheard of. And at that point, I was like, I'm done with music. Like, I'm cool. I don't need to do this anymore. It's not really like, it's fun, but like, I'd rather just do normal, normal right. shit. So what did you do next? Well, then we got hit up because now MySpace is kind of done. Yeah. So, um, so now we're on Facebook and we get a, <laughs> a <laughs> message from these Japanese guys, this distribution company out of Japan that are like, hey, we just want to distribute like whatever you have, yeah. whatever's like free and clear. Let us take it off your hands and just put it into whatever we're doing here. And I'm like, OK, maybe. They're like, Well, we'll fly you out for free. Come to Japan. Like we'll fly you and your family out to Tokyo. And my brother's obsessed with everything Japanese. So I was like, free trip for Mikey. Like, yeah. let's do this. Um. So we went, and it was kind of like a deal I couldn't refuse, and Japan was so cool. Japan's awesome. I've been there four times. It's amazing. It. Yeah. I want to go on one of those trips. We'll do it again, yeah. Yeah. I think I want to go on one of those trips, too. Have oh, you been? Wow. <laughs> now he wants to go on another trip, <laughs> this oh, guy. Oh, wow. Now. Mr. I don't leave the now. studio. Um, I want to go to Kyoto. Take pictures, so that's all. <laughs> we'll bring the studio with you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I did that for three years, back and forth between Tokyo and L.A., and then it got to a point, I, ha I like charted a couple times with music out there. And, um, and it kind of felt like I was like standing at the edge of a cliff where I could jump into Japanese 
like stardom out there. And I, I just, that wasn't it for me. I wasn't mm-hmm. connecting with people out there. I was missing like romantic connection. I missed my friends. And so I kind of made the choice like, the, it, it's still not going to kill anyone for me to leave now. But if I keep doing this and then I back out, now yeah. everyone has risked everything and, and given up so much for this dream of mine for me to just like throw it away. So at that point it felt like it was like, all right, let's hang this up. I need like a career sorbet. Let's go home, palate cleanse, and figure it out. That's what I did. And uh, your next step was, I think I remember you saying this in the, in the, uh, in the van ride to Zion, but wasn't it like uh, you toured with like auto companies? Yeah, I did auto shows. Yeah. Yeah, well, there was like a little bit of um, well, no, yeah, I started doing auto shows, and that afforded me the ability to like, rack up cash, meet a ton of people, travel domestically. And now I can probably say I have like a couch to sleep on in any of any state, any major nice. city, which is nice. So when you when you racked up this cash, kind of got your palate cleanse. When did you figure out your next step and what that what was that next step? So I moved, I met someone and moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I was like super in love and I didn't want to travel anymore. I wanted to like be in the city. I also loved being in New York and it was taking me away from New York in like the best times. Taking you away from New York? Yeah. To travel, yeah. To travel. And so I was like, what can I do that I love um, out here where I can just be in the city permanently? So my two options, my ex at the time worked in uh, late night TV and I was like, this seems cool and my biggest asset still today is who I know. Like my black book is pretty impressive. So I was like, yeah, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm going to chime in really quickly. The Zion trip at the end of the trip okay. last year, <laughs> last year we just went, grabbed some food. I took them to a venue they all wanted to go to, uh, but it wasn't anything formal. This year we're on the ride back and all of a sudden we've got a complimentary dinner at Jean Georges for 20 people plus a table in the club. Yes, we did. From, and people I know, but I don't really know them like that, where I haven't spoken, I've been out of the nightlife industry for years, so, and I don't think I would ever be able to pull that off. <laughs> I know, our other friend was like, how, 20, are you sure it's comped? And I was like, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And this, her black book, like, mine's pretty damn good. I have to say, I've got a great black book. Mm-hmm. Yours is impressive. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. And and it, I also, like, hold it very close to me. Like, I don't... Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm rarely trying to sell any of my connections on anything. And I try to bring connections between those people as often as yeah. possible. So I try to make it beneficial to the people in my circles so that when my ass comes, it's a no brainer. Right. You know, Jordan wants it was a, amazing. a table for 22. Get so, so you're, you're, uh, you've built this great, uh, Rolodex yeah. or black book. What did you do for your next step? So I wanted to, my initial, um, goal was to become a uh, like a guest booker for late night TV. So my ex had connections in that industry and so I had a couple meetings and then I realized that as as glamorous as the job kind of sounds, it's still me in an office beyond 9 to 5 hours with fluorescent lighting which I'm extremely allergic to. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did I like I I like met um 
with the Colbert show. And I was like, uh, I don't think it's for me. Um, but simultaneously, I had been finding apartments for everyone. I had found an apartment for my ex. I'd found an apartment for myself. I'd found an apartment for different friends. And I was like, why am I not capitalizing on this? Because I enjoy this and yeah. I'm very good at this. So I got my real estate license and my first deal, thankfully, was my ex's spot. And he, again, was in the in entertainment industry. So it was a nice, you know, I think it was like 10 and a half million or something like that. So wow. it kind of skyrocketed me in, you know, everyone in New York starts as a rental agent and then you do like starter apartments. Yeah. But I was like, mm -mm. Yeah, you skipped the whole step. Yeah, I went I mean, straight to luxury. Get, and first off, not only that, but people don't get sales of that caliber. Some people never get their whole, their whole careers. Mm -hmm. you, that was your first sale. Yeah, and it set the precedence for me to be like, I, I mean, it's always been this way with me. I like to work smarter, not harder. What is the least amount of work I can do for the biggest payout? And you would think everyone would think that way, or I would think everyone would think that way, but people I love to work. I would rephrase that. I don't think you do the least amount of work. What's the most efficient amount of work? Sure. Because you're a hard worker and you do a lot of work. Yeah. There's a difference. Make it, the way you worded it sounds lazy and you're not lazy. I just want to mm -hmm. make sure that's true. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It doesn't seem like that. I mean, I'm paying you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just like, I do not live to work. I work to live. Like I'm, as you know, like I'm traveling, I'm eating what I want. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, like if I had someone asked me recently, if you had all the money in the world, <clears throat> would you still work? I see you're one of those. Uh, no, I, I would work, but it'd be, I'd find purpose. It wouldn't have to be work, but I'd need purpose. Yeah. I think everyone needs purpose. So I, I mean, hundred percent like, uh, philanthropy for sure. Yeah. Um, which you're doing for sure. Um, and that would never go anywhere, but I would be on a, I just immediately picture myself on a beach with the cocktail. I mean, the beach gets old for me. Like <laughs> I would do the beach, but I would also like, I'm also the type that wants to go to the jungle and do an adventure, you know? Well, yeah. Or, that yes. sort of stuff. I think you and I, our, our idea of work, we've really made it work for us. For sure. I mean, everything I've done has always been something I'm passionate about. Absolutely. Before that was entertainment and nightlife, and I loved it at mm -hmm. the time. And then this is, I love this. I don't think I can achieve success or work hard for something I don't love doing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now I get to work with my best friend for in the real estate. When, who got in there into real estate first? She, you did or she? I did, but she always had the intention of getting into it. Her parents were involved in real estate. So it was always on her radar. Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely convinced her to jump on board. And your partners are in great team too. Oh, it's, I wouldn't still be doing real estate if I wasn't linked yeah. up with her. We're so different in the way that we work. Like, like I said, so in that billion dollar question, she's still working. She's building an empire with her, with her funds. Um, and that's how we kind of work together. She wakes up in the morning and she's tip typing away at 7 a.m. People don't realize that people end up partnering with somebody who is the same the kind same. of worker. Mm -hmm. And that's the worst idea. I you got to find somebody like for me, I think I'm more of a similar worker to you in that sense where I can still we're do the back end stuff. We're but I will love, like I do have that great relationship with our director of partnerships, Darshan, where mm -hmm. I get him, I'm like feeding it to him exactly. and we turn him over. Exactly. Yeah. It took us a long time to figure that out, though, because like and, and we built up a ton of resentment throughout our relationship getting to that. It's funny that you say that because I had a project in the pandemic. A friend of mine reached out to me about this idea. She had designed these these uh, 
a 95 mask that were uniquely unique and great products. <clears throat> but she was like, you know, I don't want you running around. You should be in the office. And I was like, what am I going to do in the office like the whole day? Like my job is to bring, I brought tons of potential uh, purchasers right. to the table. I use a resource of mine. I got a spreadsheet full of potential retailers. Right. Doesn't mean I'm sitting behind a desk. But mean, why do you want me to do the same thing you're doing? What's the point? Right. You know, and it's sad that, I mean, I'm glad that venture ended quickly. We realized that we're not going to work together. Right. But I'm, you have I'm, to I'm glad you're still friends with her and you, you both realize your strengths and play, what you're about to say is play your strengths. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. And But it took time. It took time, not because she expected it out of me or I expected certain things out of her, but because we felt guilt for not bringing this same things to the table understandable yeah and and so once we finally what an my amateur. gratitude alarm it goes what? off my should we go silence. what are you what are you grateful for oh today right now um right now i'm grateful for chris because this is our 40 something episode and there's 47 and wow. there's no way i could have 47 we filmed it might be we might put it out as an earlier yeah, yeah. but there's no way we would have done any of this. Chris built this table. Chris put all this together. Chris, Chris built this. I'm grateful for Chris. I get bored. <laughs> <laughs> and and what's funny is that he likes hanging out with people doing these things, but he doesn't realize he's an amazing creative. I love that. And, and I don't think you give himself enough credit. Flowers, Chris. Well, like I said, listen, I have a lot of, uh, I got a lot of people I look up to, and I try to be with them. His bro- his twin brother especially is Painting I know. And stuff. So I got so like talented. But what doesn't realize like we look up to him for get, doing this get shit the too. I got to, I got to, you know, I got to climb to. I look, I look up to what he's doing. Like this oh, yeah. is crazy. Not just this scene, this set. I know we're going off on a tangent, but I feel like giving more I'll flowers. Like this whole studio is a tattoo studio, photography studio, video, videography studio. This is all his brainchild. Everything about it has oh, been wow. his idea. This place is. I walk in here and I feel more creative. This place is amazing. How long have you been here, Chris? Uh, me and Manny, we moved in in 2019, October. Okay, nice. So right before COVID hit. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, hey, that's what I'm grateful for. What about you? What are you grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for the weather we had today. I was telling you, it's going to be more beautiful tomorrow. I think it's going to be almost 80 tomorrow. Yeah, well, I leave back to L.A., and so I'm going to miss. I haven't booked my flight yet, but I have to. Tomorrow night? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, not tomorrow. I think either Thursday or Friday. Gotcha. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, so we had to kind of navigate through a really rough time of like, I felt guilty for not being up at the ass crack of dawn sending emails and she felt guilty not coming out with me at night because I, I am the people person. Yeah. You know, it doesn't drain me to go out and entertain or go out and meet new people and it, actually drains her she's amazing at it but she goes home and she's like done for like you know even weeks i would say before she's ready to like yeah. all right cool her cup is filled again i didn't realize that about her because she could be because you would she never is know so right good. yeah because she is really good and she's like yeah no she's amazing with people but it's just it doesn't fill her the way it fills me right and so once we kind of learn that about each other i think now it's like god it's such a nice dynamic we have and it's powerful because we only have to tap into the thing we enjoy. I agree. And that's a, that's a formula for success. Anthony Martini is the guy we had on the show before, um, successful music entrepreneur. And I remember the record label he sold right before he sold it. 
I was in his office hanging out with him and I met his partner and basically Anthony does what we do and his partner, I have to do a little bit of all because I don't have someone that can do everything yet. I'm building it, but he's, does what we do, bringing the people in, facilitating the deals and his partner was doing like the back end mm -hmm. admin work. Yeah. And he sold his company for over $20 million. It's amazing. Yeah. But you need those partnerships. Yeah, for sure. Um, Chris is the same. You were saying like, um, your guy, like you just feed him what's on your mind yeah. and he turns it into like a real thing. That's what Krista does with me. Yeah, yeah Darshan does that. I, I'll get a call from a from a brand and, and I'll start the conversation. I know what to say, mm -hmm. but when it comes down to breaking it down, like I can do that. I don't have the bandwidth, but he does it better than I can. Right. So yeah. um, shout out to Darshan. I'm grateful for you too. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, what's cool, the, like the best part about it is that once we figured it out, work became us hanging out. Mm -hmm. so it's like uh, we don't have an office because we are just like in pajamas on the couch like really hanging out and yeah. then but we have such good ideas and I think we approach real estate and then approach the nonprofit in a way that's like like super creative so we do it a lot differently let's talk about the nonprofit what made you start the nonprofit and then I think what's it's amazing that you're kind of a nonprofit that helps nonprofits right so how did you get into it um, what, what inspired you? It was, I mean, it was mid COVID and I feel like there was a lot going on as far as BLM and, you know, the political climate of things. And I was doing my part and doing the reposting and, and trying to like learn as much as I could. And it got to a point where I was like, I feel like there's so much more I could be doing than pressing a repost button. Agree. And I felt the same way during the pandemic. Yeah. And instead of just reposting and uh and it's hashtagging it's important i did i decided to do a bike ride i created a loop around all the boroughs except for maybe staten island all the boroughs and wow. we supported every single black owned businesses that every awesome. business that we got in contact with that we could yeah. uh, support and it became this loop and it got promoted by like uh justice for george nyc it got promoted awesome. all these people and it actually got like a few hundred people riding that day um, the map that we created was being viewed for weeks later, and That's I think so it got awesome. over like forty thousand views. This map, we, this route we created. Views on what? Uh, Google My Maps. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you can see how many people like used your map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, who was the map created by? Was it Joey GPS? No, 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 no. Who created the map? Yeah. I did. Oh, okay. Joey GPS. What's Joey GPS? So Joey Hendricks. Yeah. Who's that? He's one of our cyclists. He's like this amazing character. He was one of the first few people we interviewed. Uh, Joey Bagadonis, Joey <laughs> Hendricks. He's just this like dude from uptown. Like you're, you're. He's the definition of an NYC uptown. He's got this beautiful beard. He looks more Middle Eastern than I do. I don't even. I don't look Middle Eastern. <laughs> he does. We talk about like he's Puerto Rican. I look Puerto Rican. He looks Middle Eastern. So uh, hilarious. It's funny. He's, he's a good dude. He's like the bike guy. Uh, but no, I created that. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, 12 months of giving. Uh, yeah. I, I love that you said that because I felt like, you know, reposting, whatever. I want to do something like actual, right. something that I would actually see. But it was a tough, change. right? It was tough because we're not allowed to be in spaces with each other. We're not allowed to like congregate in large groups. Which is why for us, the bike ride made Biking sense. was perfect. And we were like, so our first nonprofit was. Um, uh, Bear Truth. So they work to feed the homeless community in Skid Row. Okay. And so for me, it was like, look, we're going to be around a bunch of people. Yes, it's outside. And yes, we're going to do our best to make sure we're masked up and gloved up. 
but the pandemic didn't stop people from being hungry. So, so it made, made it worse. Actually, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, we can, you know, whoever is comfortable enough, and people were itching at this point to just do something. Yeah. Both, both, you know, to give back, but also just to physically get out of the house and be around community. Which is what we did during the pandemic when everything shut down. We did free bike rides every Saturday. Exactly. Free. People yeah. wanted to feel a part of something during that time. And I did it not just because I wanted to help the community. It's my personal need. Selfishly, me too. I needed 100%. to see people. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that was our first one. And then, I'm, I mean, I don't, think, I don't think we had a name at the time. Maybe we did. But um, I got all my girlfriends together. No one's working, really. So yeah. everyone had all the time in the world. And it was really nice to see my people in a different light and just see how, I mean, one, how epic it was to see them, like, fill these roles but also to see like what they care about. And it sucks. Like I, I know a lot of friend groups probably do, but we didn't really talk about a lot of that stuff. And I knew once I started seeing, I started researching a lot of nonprofits. Um, actually, the one that kind of fueled taking it to different genres of, of charity was um, Be The Match. So they work with like blood diseases, sickle mm. cell, and they had posted an ad and it was this like seven-year-old kid. I think his name was... Thor, I think was his name. Okay. The cutest kid ever. And he's kind of talking us through this like pain moment he's having with sickle cell. Mm -hmm. I was ugly crying, snot seven in the morning. Like, how do I not know about this? They're the biggest, um, one of the biggest, uh, what, it, what is it? You send in your swab and they just kind of keep everything there. It's like their... Labs or whatever? Database, I guess. Okay. They're like the biggest database for... Um, for like the blood disease DNA samples. And so they're huge and I don't know about them. So I'm like, I'm pretty connected. I guarantee none of my sphere knows who they are. Mm -hmm. And so we had hooked up with them and we got them planned out for a month down um, later in the year. And then we just kind of filled in the spots. We wanted to make sure we were touching um, the homeless community in a couple different ways. We we made sure they were fed, and then there was another group out of San Francisco that made sure they got connected with their friends and family who maybe they've been estranged from for however long. Breast cancer, um, blood cancer. We were kind so of all over the So you just worked with all these different charities from the get-go like that? From the get-go. I knew that, again, selfishly, my goal was to learn about all of these causes and all of the uh, incredible people who are already doing super meaningful and important things to remedy, you know, what's going on in these different communities. And so it was shining a light using my platform, you know, as, as small and mighty as it is, it's not the biggest, it's not the smallest, but I was able to kind of point people in spotlight. Yeah. <coughs> these really dope initiatives that are already happening. And yeah, it became like a bit of an addiction during that time for sure. I mean, again, gave you purpose. It did. Mm -hmm. Talking about like, what we would do with a million dollar, uh, multi million dollars oh yeah. is, is my nonprofit would be the bomb. Yeah, I actually uh, met somebody who works with a charity organization in Chicago uh, for uh, inner city youth, predominantly Puerto Rican youth, and helping them with the cool like music and food things. Uh, I have to introduce you, yes, but uh, so uh, now your full fo your focus is real estate 
and 12 months of giving and obviously you're helping and us outsiders, outsiders of course outsiders. head over to outsiders.com <laughs> that's not even the website <laughs> oh. oh my <laughs> what is it join outsiders yes head over to join outsiders.com yeah um appreciate that. <laughs> i know the website <laughs> uh so those are your focuses what's your let's get into more of these questions what is your goal in your goal and dream in life right now in life well i mean basically actually let's say currently my goal. Your current goal in life. Um, if we take it very micro, my goal right now is to sell my child at home, my yeah. parents' home in Riverside, so that I can figure out where I'm going to live. I don't know if I'm going to stay in L.A. I don't know if I'm going to move back to New York. Or maybe you can have a place Wait, you still both. live with your parents? I moved back during the pandemic. Well, that felt very judgy, Chris. I, I, I was judging. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> this is... This is She's the uh, the agent representing the sale for her parents' house. Yeah, and actually, my parents moved to Texas, so I lived in my childhood home alone. Oh, okay. You were solo or by yourself? Not during the pandemic. Once they they moved, probably <coughs> two and a half years ago now. Okay. Um, just outside of Austin, they followed the grandkids. Yeah. Um, so yeah, figure out where I'm gonna live. Um, I'm in love. I think you guys are so yeah i'm kind of navigating that i haven't been in a relationship in four and a half years um well we'll see what happens so so, uh so it's kind of exciting because you don't necessarily have an exact idea of what you want to do or where you're going i never have though i've always lived my life in a way yeah but you you always seem to be on your feet not necessarily i don't want to say land on your feet because you don't fall no i just i don't like to box myself into something because almost every aspect of my life has been like a chance meeting or just saying yes to a random opportunity or whatever it may be. Like it's never been, here's my goal and here are all the steps I'm going to take to get there. It's been like, say yes to opportunity and see where it goes. That's a different approach. I mean, for me with outsiders, it wouldn't work for everyone. No. And, and once I have my thing, like, so with real estate, like, there are goals and plans and, yeah. and preparations there. But <clears throat> but as far as, like, where do you see, I've never been able to answer the where do you see yourself in five years question. Ever Where do in you my see life. yourself, uh, would you be able to answer where do you see yourself uh, in 25 years or 20 years? Where, where, where would you like to see yourself is maybe a better question. Um, happy, like. And wh- however that looks in 25 years. I mean, I would imagine at this point I have children. I'm married. I'm l- like have set up home somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think Chris and I probably still are running our real estate business. 12 months of giving is flourishing. But I would hope there's some new things as well. Yeah. I don't know what they are. And I'm excited well, to figure it out. That's to remind yourself. I know I remind myself of this and I saw a post about it recently about Every opportunity you have presented to yourself currently is definitely not the last of the opportunities presenting themselves. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it feels that way. Yeah. Uh, and you feel stuck and feel, uh, maybe, I don't know if you do. I do on, on occasion. I remind mm-hmm. myself, what am I doing? Like, I can get a phone call. Like, we got a phone call during the pandemic when the weather started getting cold again. We were doing these free bike rides. I'm like, great, we're going to just close up shop. Oh, right. And Volvo called us. And all of a sudden, now we're operating full steam ahead. Right. So I always keep it back in my mind. Actually, for a while there, every night I'd go to sleep like, okay, I wonder what the opportunity presents present itself tomorrow. I love that way of thinking. Yeah, so do I. I prefer it. But yeah. I, I have to remind myself that that's the approach to take sometimes. Right. Because it's easy to be like. Oh, and it probably is smart to have a balance of the two. I just yeah. definitely lean more on like 
fart in the wind. Yeah. Fly by the fly by the seat of my pants. Shout like. out to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you gonna give the people listening a little hundred percent? <laughs> okay. Oh, so Georgia, Georgia is my best friend. I love Georgia. <laughs> she she, uh, she was uh I was hanging out with her. Uh-huh. And um and we're on this uh this van. And she looks me in the eye and dead and in she's the like eye, staring me in my soul, like staring, staring at my the soul. Show them how. She's like this, and I'm wondering what she's looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, she stares, and I hear her rip a fart, rip one, staring at my soul. Like, why'd you do that? <laughs> Put the mic back next to your face. I lo- do you think she did it on purpose? <laughs> when she's looking at me, hundred <laughs> percent. She comes out of the bathroom sometimes. It's like. You gotta check this out. I'm like, I don't want to see. <laughs> oh, shit. for the love of Jesus! <laughs> She's like, no, it's a figure eight. I'm like, I'm proud it's of you. It's a figure eight. <laughs> so I'm good. Though. <laughs> I've never seen Chris literally go his hands and knees laughing. He just did that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Georgia. What a character. Amazing. Anyway, uh, that's a great way to live your life. I, I actually commend it. If because you seem to have you do seem to have the balance. It's not like you're just like farting away and see what happens to me and tomorrow and I'm just gonna go with it. You don't float through life. You have a plan. But I think that's because of the people I've placed around me. That that's, keep me grounded and, and keep me yeah. like hold me accountable and And you're fortunate to have that very. to be able to live that way and Absolutely. then reap and everyone reaps the rewards because you're so generous. Well thank you. I'll say I'll be the first to mm-hmm. say. Um all right, all right. It's the give, give, get method, Jay. That's a nice one. Yeah, you give and you give, and you may not, like, I give to Jeremy. Jeremy may not give back to me, but Chris will give to me, like, a few months down the road. Right. Give, give, get. Always works. Yeah, well, it's always you know, the that's approach. That's how I kind of live. I just, I just keep giving and giving, and then eventually somebody's going to give It back always to does. Me. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. might give him a nice pair of sneakers. You know, Daddy yeah. takes care of them. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. Um... I, I think I'm actually I think you maybe answered this question, but let's let's ask it. What do you do for fun? What don't I do for fun? <laughs> Travel. I mean, like I spend my money to to go where I want and eat. What and I what want. kind of travel do you like to do? Um, it used to I used to be the person that you can only get me to travel to a beautiful climate and a beach. beach yeah, and that's that's what uh, a lot of people would do who aren't very well-versed in traveling because they think if you travel anywhere, it has to be a beach. Right. But you've changed that, right? I have. I did. I mean, I've, I my goal was 30 countries before 30. Um, I'm now 32. I think I'm at 37 or 38 countries. I think I might be at How 39 or 40. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you're a one-upper, huh? I need to, I need to get... No, I'm, I'm trying to do my, my age. You surpassed your age. Oh, okay. You're right. So I'm winning. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're ahead of me. Um, we need to compare. I oh, for sure. I have an gone. app that I use. I do. Too. It's called Bin. Bin. <laughs> Did I give it Shout to you? Shout out to Bin. No. Maybe you gave it to me. I'm not sure. Maybe I gave it to you. Yeah, potentially. I love it. Yeah. But it says I'm, I've only explored like 14% of the world or something. Oh, let me see what mine says real quick. I love it. It's just, it's really, it's a really nicely, uh, nicely made app. I've explored 20% of the world, 40 yeah. countries. What was my 40th country? Where did I go last? South Africa. Finland? Oh, South Africa. Yeah. South Africa. I've never been to Finland. You told me to go to Finland. Go to I got I got to go there. 
my uh, high school basketball coach was on the Finnish national team. So. Well, they were voted once again the happiest people in the world. So huh. Santa's there. Serene <laughs> 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 so just came back from the New Orleans Lights. Yeah, where? Where'd he go? Uh, I saw him in Iceland. Finland. Amazing. He might have been in Finland. I know uh, Unique Photo sent him up there. Nice. He was up there for it's like two weeks. Have you seen Northern Lights? Yeah. <coughs> it oh was yeah, the yeah, only thing on my mom's bucket list. I saw, oh, the only Canada? thing. Where were you? In Finland. Oh, you were in Finland with her? Yeah. yeah in those domes. I remember your... It's magical. Magical. It's the university watching the universe show you a show. It's insane. It was one of those things where I was like, this is something that's going to look better in photos than it does in person. And I was so wrong. Oh yeah, your photos can unless you have like an amazing yeah, camera. No, you know, yeah, he was saying that you had like he had people because it was a uh, <coughs> it was a trip for the store, so a bunch of people. There was like twenty five people, and it's kind of like an outsider's trip. Yeah, and he said some some lady showed up. She was a tiny like point and shoot camera. Yeah. So that's not gonna. I managed to catch work. it a little bit with my iPhone. My iPhone was the only one that caught it for some reason, but and then I lighted up, the, I lightened up the image, and yeah. you could see it. They're amazing, but. Yeah, uh, that's actually what I do for fun. I think uh, they say there's two things you can do with money that benefit you. I mean, really benefit you. Yeah. Education and travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you chose travel. I definitely <laughs> chose travel. <laughs> but I was just no, like, Sam, I, I was like, I would go back to school at this point. Well, I, I didn't realize this about you until we did this trip recently, uh-huh. and I find it amazing, and I love it. I loved it. this. You know, no one's ever said this to me before, and I loved this compliment. I what you're about to say. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I was. I think it's amazing. I, I do have another friend who's like that. Yeah, you're so inquisitive. You're so you want information, and that is a huge, like an amazing trait to have, an important trait to have. Yeah. Anything, anytime we talked about something, you're like, oh, I'm not sure. You're googling it and reading yeah, I was about like, it. Let and finding me find out. out. People don't do that. Google magic, my friend. Yeah, but you're like you're hungry for information. That's a great quality to have. Instant information, though. I mean, instant or what? You're getting your. You want I do. it. Yeah, uh, I know very odd things now because of it. Exactly. You were looking up and we found some really weird things. Some weird that, things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All yeah. right. Um, all right, all right, all right. Uh, what motivates you to keep on pursuing, like, keep on working, keep on pursuing your dreams, like real estate and all that? Is it purely, I don't think it's purely monetary, but. I think it's nothing I do is monetary. What actually motivates me is experience. So. It's not the money. I don't, I don't need an amount of money in my account. It's access to things that it's almost like I'm a collector of like experiences and like moments that other people haven't been able to see or like whatever it is. hundred percent. And yeah. I agree because I feel the same way about myself. Like uh-huh. some of the experiences that you and I can experience is stuff that uh, sometimes you can't buy, right? For sure. And if, if you can buy it, you have to be a very, very wealthy plugged person. Right. And I'm, I, I can actually very much 100% confidently say I love the lifestyle I've created for mm-hmm. myself. Especially I chase now it. Outsiders. It's an addiction for sure. Yeah. It's like the next badass opportunity. I agree. But also appreciating when I'm experiencing it. Yeah. You know, not just. And I always like bringing people with me. Yeah. Uh, I agree. It's, it's not as much fun alone. For sure. Usually. For the most part. But being able to share a great experience with somebody and having that connection. I mean, you can go somewhere and experience somebody, something with somebody you don't know and then obviously create a great True. friendship. So, mm-hmm. All right. Um, what advice would you give high school you the two years that you went? <laughs> <laughs> high school me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say, again, everything happens the way it's supposed to, so I wouldn't change anything actually. But the curiosity in me would have told me to really look towards music 
and not shy away from it as much as I did. Because I think that that could have become something much bigger than it became had I turned my cheek to like what was going on in my hometown. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't give it my full attention. I didn't give it my full all at all. So it would it would be nice to go down another path, even like midnight library vibes. I agree. But your path that you chose allowed you to be an adolescent, a teen or whatever. 100%. So you actually took the steps. I took the right choice. I've definitely made the right choice. Mm -hmm. But my curiosity in that department and also like literally today or yesterday, I would have loved going to college, not necessarily for the education education or like what it would bring me career wise, but for the connections and the people and the experiences. It's funny. uh, If I think about what I learned in school, the only thing that really stands out I'm appreciative of having learned in college, mm-hmm. and I had some great classes, especially when you start being able to choose your own classes. Right. One of my favorite classes I accidentally fell into because there's no other choice that I had to fulfill a certain credit. It was Asians in America, and it was an amazing class. I'm, I'm also... Oh, happy. yeah, look at us. So, but it, they also talked about the fact that uh, Asians in the U.S. are just thought of as East Asians, and then... Where do we land? When I tell people I'm half Asian, like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah. Persian. Like, that's not Asia. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where is it? The Middle East. I'm like, what continent is that? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, again, the, the best skill I learned, I think, was my writing skills from journalism classes. Okay. And being able to communicate in that way was stu- super helpful. Like, I do most of our copy all alone. I mean, sure, I get help from others because I feel like a second eye or third eye is beneficial. But For like, sure. being able to communicate is a skill that you can. It goes across industries. Right? Absolutely. I mean, even professionally and personally. Yeah. I would love to go back at this point. Yeah. Now, not for the experience, but for the education. Well, as somebody who's 45 years old and just graduated college two years ago, Stop you should it. go back to school. I love that. <laughs> yeah. What did you What did you go back for? Computer science and photojournalism. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. So All yeah, right. I, yeah, My you inspiration. Should, you should go back to school. Okay. Yeah, and choose whatever, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. I love, I mean, I loved being in a classroom. And being so inquisitive, as I've realized from mm-hmm. our trip, like, I think you would relish the experience. I know I would. Yeah. For sure. Maybe, may actually, maybe even, like, go to school for Spanish to start. <laughs> there we go. Add it, I'll add it to the, to my, uh, what do you even call it? Like, your schedule in school? Uh, your sil- it's not a syllabus. Uh, I, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, uh, okay. You can become a UN translator. There you go. That's a great idea, Chris. <laughs> Q, <laughs> Q Jordan, 25 years later, I can finally answer that question. In Spanish. In Spanish. <laughs> um, all right. What's your favorite part of Outsiders? That's tough. I want to thank you, too, because not only are you, a, you know, a huge part of Outsiders because you're helping me launch L.A. and you're, you're part of the team in L.A. and so on. But when we launched New York those first few years, you were one of the people with a large following that was super vocal about how much fun you had and sharing. It was so easy to do. It wasn't like, I will not ever advertise something that I don't believe in. And so that was just, I mean, <clears throat> a no-brainer. But from someone, I didn't know you at all at the time. From that perspective, when I told you about outside, I was like, yeah, I'll come. I was like, oh, she's just coming because, you know, she's doing a favor for Shu or for me or whatever. Right. But no, like the fact that you loved it and you were like raving about it after, I was like, oh, I, I assumed, which was a mistake, that you wouldn't be into the outdoors or biking or whatever. Right. But, I, you but that's what's so great about outsiders. And this is one of the things I love the most is you do not have to be this avid outsider to be a part of outsiders. It's like um, I was telling someone today that was asking about the Utah trip. She's like, can you tell me a little bit about it? And I was like, it's cool. It's like 
a really cool way to socialize. That's not a bar. That's not like nightlife. Yeah. But it still doesn't feel like this. It's still very balanced. Like it's 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 a wholesome, beautiful way to experience people. But there's like an alcohol sponsor. Shout out Fat yeah. Tire. Yeah. There's like it's it's. And it's not a tour group. You can turn it yeah. into the kind of trip you want to turn it into based on your own personality or like whoever you end and up kind of linking up with on the trip. And I love the last night, we, the, the night we spent in Page, right? In Page, Arizona. Mm-hmm. We all ended up in uh, in one of the rooms in hotel rooms just sharing stories about each other. Never have I ever and all mm-hmm. that and got to know really personal details about people. For sure. And and for me, I watched. I was watching that. I was observing the room and I'm like, they feel so comfortable around each other. Fully. And I love that. It's, and even myself, like, I think that was the pivotal moment for me on the trip when I, it went from I'm with a group of strangers to I'm now with a group of friends. Exactly. And and I sent a message to the group chat uh, a couple of days afterwards, and I meant this 100% wholeheart- mm-hmm. wholeheartedly, that I wished that I can go on, that the trip didn't end, and I can get in the van and go somewhere else with them. Yeah, and that's typically how these trips go. When they, when everyone leaves, it's a sad moment for me too. For sure. Um, and I felt, I felt like I, I, like everyone left. I'm mm-hmm. like by myself again, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I appreciate you. I didn't let you answer the question. I don't think. I mean, that's one of my. I, uh, there's so many reasons I love it. That's one of them is the fact that you leave with genuine connection. Um, <clears throat> on this trip in particular, our Utah trip, like I don't think I ever would have planned a trip like that myself. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that I was pushed to do things I wouldn't have necessarily done had I planned the trip. What was your favorite part? I how far did I bike ride? Without an e-bike, I uh, might add. 17 18 miles? I think it was 18 miles. That was very hard and I wanted to die. Yeah, but you kept up with everybody. I like did. Javier I who it, can bike was surprised at how well you did. I killed it. You did. I was chafing. My legs, <laughs> like the skin on the inside of my legs was burning Was that off. your favorite? Was that your favorite part? I think so. And it's a I beautiful ride. I enjoyed it because, it, again, it was social yeah. in the moments that we were being social, but I got to experience a lot of it just myself. And the, the scenery is surreal. Stunning. And the fact that you can, like you said, have those moments you're social, but then there's moments where there's a strip where you're riding 10 minutes by yourself. You're right. And just looking around and so, for me, that's one of my favorite parts. It's gorgeous. Of it. I love that you don't allow music on these things because I'm like, I'm just hearing... I, well, on the bike rides would be allowed, but because you're on a bike, you don't necessarily have to ride next oh, to somebody. But no, no music it. on hikes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not about it's about experiencing the sound sometimes or, or no sound. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the uh, ATV. ATV. Oh yeah. That was a blast. That was donuts. really good. Um, what is the dream that you've yet to achieve? Do you have a dream that you've yet to achieve? If I died tomorrow, being a mother, it's the only thing. Like I'm like. Yeah. That's all I want. That's a good answer. Um, I was like meant for it, let's be honest. Yeah, I agree. I was having a conversation with someone last night about that. And uh, yeah, and I, I realized like, yeah, I definitely want to have kids for sure. Yeah. Um, We're not spring chickens anymore, Jay. Uh, speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can we zoom in on the gradient hair he's got going on? Anyway. Um, is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to share with everyone? Nothing at all? Please head to joinoutsiders.com <laughs> and... <laughs> no. All right, so in that case, it's time for five rapid-fire questions. Okay. Favorite is this like... Yeah? 
One word answer, guys. No, no, no. It's just first thing off the top of your oh head. Oh my god, I'm so bad at this. Okay, suddenly I'm not gonna be able to think of a single thing. Go ahead. Okay, perfect. I'm What's ready. your favorite city other than New York City? Um, Mexico City. Actually. Great city. I it's was a wonderful there city. for outsiders and I love how lush it is with, the with vegetation. The food is incredible. The, the architecture is culture. beautiful. Amazing. Um yeah, Mexico City. I easily. I want actually Georgia, Georgia, Javier and I and Max talking about going back. So we all hung out there yeah. and we went. So uh, maybe we'll add you to the trip. Let's do, do it. All right. Uh, if you could do any other profession, what would you do? Um. Any other profession? Mm-hmm. It could be anything. What would I do? Um, I'm sorry, I'm not uh, too rapidy, but I think it'd be really cool. This is so random, and I've never said this to anyone. I've never, <laughs> I'm making this up. I think I'd like to be a pilot. That is pretty cool. And then I get to travel wherever I wanted to go. You can still do that. But for free. No, you're paying for gas. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? It's your own flight, right? Your own plane? No, no, I'm like, I work for like Delta. Oh, okay. Oh, so you get I'm a paid commercial pilot. You would get paid. I get paid yeah, yeah. to fly nice. wherever I want. Um, I'd be pinning all the kids with their first flight pins, their wings. Oh, that's right. Do they do that? They I better. Think, I think some, some airlines do I that. would. Okay. Uh, I got another part of that question. Okay. I'm adding this for you. All right. Uh, if you were to get a new record deal right now, what kind of music would you want to make? The music that I listen to. Definitely wouldn't to. be dance hall because she doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> who I, would, I would really like to go over my main influence, um, Beanie Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the type of music I'd like to do. Um, no, I think like when I'm alone listening to music, like even when I'm on a run or like working out, I listen to like pretty sad music or like emotional music, I should say. Yeah, Not necessarily you had a great sad. Playlist on, on the rise. Thank you. I had got lots of compliments on it from mm. the gals. Um, so just like vibey, emotionally charged, yeah. But on more of a, I mean, your song, your song, your hit song apparently was about a breakup, strong. So yeah, but it was too poppy. Like this would be right. like sexier, loungier. Uh, can you compare it to an artist that we might? It was like Fiona Apple style or what? Mm, no, I have no idea. I don't know. You don't know? Okay. No. Thank you for answering that. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's your Rapid vice? Fire. My vice? Yeah. Tequila, mezcal, currently. Really? Oh my god. Okay. That seems to be the trend anyway. Damn it. Who else stole that? Javier. You know Javier. You guys have oh, yeah, yeah, mess yeah. together. That's true. Uh, what's your greatest fear? Um, losing the people around me that I love. Like dying? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, like to the point where like I've woken up in the middle of the night just like. Yeah, I've had those. Are they good? Are they here? Are they fine? Um, yeah. yeah, we discussed it. My first boyfriend passed in a car accident. So it's like, I think definitely stems from that of just mm. like out of nowhere loss is this the boyfriend that you had while you were in the music mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. yeah that'll definitely do it to you mm-hmm. um what is your favorite food and what did you bring today my favorite food changes every single day today my favorite food is wow chris empanada mama empanada mama awesome empanadas one. You can't eat this. Do they know why you can't eat any of this? Uh, I'm gluten, dairy, and sugar-free as of August of 2022. Which we like to say is... 
No fun. Fun free. Fun free, exactly. <laughs> gluten, fun dairy. Free. No, I say gluten, dairy, sugar, and fun free. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, though, I give you so many props because you stuck to that shit on the trip. Absolutely. The only time I'm going to cheat on it is in Sardinia, but obviously the food is coming from a farm down the road. So I feel like it's acceptable. No. Oh, so isn't like most like breads and stuff made different over? In yes, Europe? correct. I'm putting uh, it this way. I'm still not going to be eating better. sugar, yeah. but I'll eat the dairy and the bread. All right. So I got two choices here. These have been sitting for a nice couple hours. Nice cold <laughs> empanadas. <laughs> Who but wants that chewy cheese? <laughs> I'm going to smell them to determine which is. Can you smell and tell what it is? Is one sweet? Which well, I know what they are, but which one I want to eat. Well, what are they? This tell one's them. Bombay. So this one's like the curry. Oh, nice. Chicken, Where the hell I think? How do you get a curry empanada? Empanada Mama. Mama. They have all the Chris, have you been to Empanada Mama? No, I don't go to it's like What it's are you doing tonight, Chris? <laughs> Let's go. I don't go to Empanada Mama. I go across the street to the bakery. They actually sell empanadas. He actually gets like not... Not, uh, not late night drunk. Empanada. No, like well, he gets authentic they, empanadas. They, yeah, they would be technically... Chicken was authentic. It's beef, chicken, cheese, and, and guava. And guava and yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has like wild empanadas. They're like, come on over. We have pineapple pizza yeah, empanadas. Yeah, that's not an empanada. We have. It's You're talking that's, to. That's uh, insulting. It's fun times. I know. I'm so sorry. But it's the it's the gentrified <laughs> version of an empanada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So which one you got? You got. This is the Brazil. Oh, that's a really good one. You remember? Yeah. Do you want me to describe it in great detail? Is this like an a what is it ASMR? Oh, you want to do, do that? Me, do you want to turn it up? <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so I like to take both the sauces. Why is this your favorite? And uh, why is this one of your favorite dishes? And what is your favorite cuisine if you had to choose a cuisine? I think pasta is my favorite. That's like, been a common answer, but it's like a super comfort food. Yeah, and it's like you can get so many different types of pastas. Like if I had to be like, oh, I want pasta every day for the rest of my life, there are so many. What's the one that stands out in your mind right now? Um, <sighs> spicy penne. Mm. The carbone. Uh, uh, arbiata, whatever it's called. That one, you know, yeah. I, you know, I used to love, and they changed the recipe. Now it's kind of not the best. The cacio pepe at Soho House used to be the bomb. Never tried it. It used to be great. You missed out because they don't make it great anymore. I will say, and I hope um, no one from Soho House ever sees this. Their food is trash. Now it is. Well, it depends yeah. on which house you go to. Lolo House has good food. Dumbo House is okay. Dumbo food. Dumbo House is terrible food. I don't know if I've ever had the food at Lolo House. Can I move this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Lolo House is better food than meatpacking and so on. Dumbo is terrible. They used to have a lunch special that was $10 during the pandemic. And it was a huge platter, amazing stuff. This is good cold. Um, yeah, it's like it's like mm. cold pizza. So good. Um, anyway, we don't have to watch you eat the whole rest of that. I wanna You don't want to? I mean, you can. I'm, I'm sure we'll get different kinds of viewers no, go ahead for and that. Thank me. Thank me. <laughs> That's where Jeremy takes that part of the footage. He puts it, he has an OnlyFans account. So yeah, it, I'm making money off you guys yeah. eating that way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign for this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. No, we'll worry. I'll blur your face. We'll put like a big box. <laughs> we'll come up face. to you like, you're the girl that eats empanadas. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, if you give me a cut of that though, I'd be down. Oh, OnlyFans. Um, yeah, this was a good one. I like this interview. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for coming here. I appreciate you for coming on the trip. Of course. Getting to know you, how inquisitive you are. Thank you. And uh, being a good friend. I love you so much. Love you too. And uh, that's a wrap. Oh. <laughs> oh, you want to say anything else? No. I just wish we had like a secret handshake or something. But it's Yeah. Fine. You Next can time. say joinoutsiders.com. Go to that. No, I would never say that. Okay. Well, go <laughs> <join outsiders. laughs> Jordan Taylor now on Instagram, right? Jordan Taylor now. Jordan Taylor now. Thanks, All right. Jay. Thank you.